Welcome to the Gateway House podcast. We're at T20 Mumbai. Today we have Ratan Roy, Executive Director, National Institute of Public Finance and Policy. So, uh, Turkey's presidency of the G20 came with their three I's: uh, inclusiveness, implementation, and uh, investment for growth. How does the fourth I of infrastructure fit into this G20 agenda? It, it's the most important item for any emerging economy. Uh, infrastructure is what is both the supply side bottleneck to growth the binding constraint to securing inclusion through equitable access to public goods and the place where the fact that infrastructure investments are long term and clunky innovation and smarter ways of doing things are most required in addition to that if you add an s which is sustainability then the business of securing a sustainable energy future for example is all about investing in the right kind of infrastructure so nothing could be more central than in, in the infrastructure agenda for the emerging economies the G20 right, right. um so raghuram rajan today in a, during his keynote address he uh, he mentioned uh, sustainable infrastructure and uh, the importance of it um what do you believe are the three best ways to developing a sustain, sustainable infrastructure the three best ways well there are three steps to it one is to understand that in developing and emerging economies our infrastructure is lifeline infrastructure we build highways to transport poor kids to school not for people to drive ferraris on we build energy stations so that children have light under which they can read not for people to sit in their shirt sleeves in central heating so the distinction between lifeline financing for infrastructure and lifestyle financing for infrastructure is at the root of sustainable infrastructure and is a big difference between developed and developing countries developing countries use uh, most of their infrastructure for lifeline services so in that context there is a real trade off between saying that fossil fuel investments are bad and providing energy to your children take coal for example uh for most countries the choice is between oh i need to get out of coal and get and you produce the same power using solar energy for india for instance that's not an option we need both coal and solar we are going to produce over 150 gigawatts of renewable energy because we need that for lifeline purposes but we also need energy from our coal the challenge is how to clean it up now india is the only country in the world where if we invest in cleaning up our coal we simultaneously improve coal productivity so we can get more power for less pollution through investments in the right coal technologies so the second challenge is convincing the developed countries that just saying all fossil fuels are bad is going to make the problem worse and that is a very important i think dimension to what the governor was saying uh in in terms of this distinction finally the important challenge of sustainability comes in terms of sustainability for home take renewable energy people complain that it's very difficult to bring renewable energy on grid but in countries like india we don't a lot of our energy if you want to light a light bulb doesn't have to be on grid i can have a series of decentralized projects which provide enough energy for our kids to go to school for them to operate computers for health centers to work so in all these three dimensions sustainability and infrastructure for emerging economies go hand in hand and i think this is going to be a very important part of india's contribution to the chinese g20 especially as it's going to come just after the paris cop right right um last question um seeing that you since seeing that you mentioned the the idea of decentralizing the power generation um Is there any way that the government can encourage uh, the private sector to invest in this kind of an infrastructure or vice versa? 
private sector will invest in anything that makes them a reasonable amount of money and that is not risky so the government can do two things it can make sure that the private sector does not make less money than it would were there not barriers to doing so and that means reducing corruption ensuring that they have access to finance and ensuring that the finance that at investing in remote locations does not mean less access to finance so the entire inclusive finance agenda in, that india is following turkey has followed china has followed is devoted to that second the government needs to ensure that regulatory risk is minimized so we need to make sure that the land you need off grid is available we need to make sure that communities are involved in both the consumption of power and in its distribution so that there are no political conflicts that arise and third the government needs to make sure that powerful lobbies who don't like the idea of things going off grid because it it empowers the poor but it disempowers lobbies those lobbies are kept in check in the larger national interest thank you for sitting with us and sharing your views on this on this subject you've been listening to the gateway house podcast stay tuned for more you can follow us on facebook twitter soundcloud and subscribe to our podcast on itunes